Last week, we looked at Mary's worship of Jesus. So, to play catch up, let's read again John 12, 1 through 8. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead, there they made him a supper. And Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and he had a money box and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. Mary, she's there at a celebration of the resurrection of her brother Lazarus. Jesus is sitting at the table of honor and Lazarus also. And Mary comes up behind Jesus, breaks open a flask of costly oil, oil of spikenard. And it was worth about a year's wages. What kind of value do you put on a year's wages? Well, it was expensive to say the least. And she pours it on the feet of Jesus. And this overpowering aroma, it floods the entire house. And then Mary does a rare thing. She wipes the feet of Jesus where she's poured this oil and she wipes it with her hair. Now it was uncommon for a Jewish woman to let her hair down in public, but Mary's there and she must worship Jesus. And she has come to understand from the conversations with Jesus, the raising of Lazarus. And she's there to worship. Judas criticizes for this costly display of worship because Judas is Judas. <laughs> he's going to do what, what he's accustomed to. But he carried the money box, and in the money box, he would usually pilfer it. He would usually take from it for his own purposes. And Judas sees this worship of Jesus, this costly worship, he sees it as a waste. But worship is never a waste, whether costly or whether from poverty. It's never a waste to worship Jesus. And the key to worship, we have a key, Scripture tells us, you do it from a humble heart and you do it in spirit and in truth. Then you're worshiping. But Jesus, he defends Mary's worship. And he says, she has done this for the day of my burial. So let's continue in John 9, uh, 12, 9 through 11. Now a great many of the Jews knew 
that he was there and they came, not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he has raised from the dead. But the chief priest plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. We have a crowd there, and they've come to a celebration, a celebration of Lazarus being alive. They want to see this Lazarus. They want to see this man that Jesus has raised from the dead. And the curiosity of all of Bethany is there, and, the, and it overtakes many of the local Jews. They got to see this Lazarus. The chief priest, he takes counsel, and he wants to kill Lazarus again. The same Lazarus that Jesus has raised from the dead, the chief priest wants to kill. You talk about irony. <laughs> they want to kill the man that's just been raised back to life. Lazarus, he's sitting there. He's alive. He's having a meal. And this causes many of the local Jews to believe. They see the man that Jesus has raised from the dead. And remember, Jesus delayed his coming to Bethany. So Lazarus would completely die. Not only that, he would begin to decompose. He's beginning to come apart. And Martha tells everybody that will listen, including Jesus, Lord Jesus, by now Lazarus stinks. He's dead. Decay has set in. And under Jewish customs, death to be official, you had to be three days and three nights in the grave. Three days and three nights. Well, Lazarus was dead at least four days. Lazarus' resurrection is the talk of this surrounding area of Bethany. And the people are gathered around to see this alive Lazarus. They want to touch him. They want to hear him. They want to watch him. They want to talk to him. That is everybody except one. Mary. Mary is there to worship Jesus. The one who raised her brother from the dead. Now, for us as Christians to be born again you got to believe this one thing, that Jesus overcome death and rose again. That's required. You want to be a Christian? you got to believe that. We must believe that Jesus rose from the grave. We must believe like Mary and Martha and all the disciples, how they witnessed Jesus calling Lazarus from the tomb. They got to witness Jesus being the resurrection. Even the chief priest wants to kill Lazarus all over again. And Lazarus, he's a demonstration of Jesus' power over death. And this inspires the local people, the local Jews, to believe. Lori and myself, we live on a small farm. 
Have you ever heard some of my farm story? Yes, you have. You're going to hear another one. We have a few cows, beef cows, and occasionally a cow will die. And to have a mother cow die, which we had happen this year, to see a large animal die, well, it's sobering. You go, wow. Took her to the vet. The vet did no good. But, and we see this full-grown mama cow die. Well, I bury her with a tractor and so forth. But it's like seeing, i got to identify with you guys that don't have farms. It's like seeing roadkill on the road. And you see that piece, that possum or that skunk or whatever scrape itself up and run off. That would amaze you. <laughs> He's been flattened out by tires. Now he gets up and runs away. That's the, what's going on there in Bethany as they celebrate Lazarus' resurrection. Because Jesus called him out of the tomb. How did he come out of the tomb? He came out hopping because he was bound up in grave clothes. And Jesus says, set him free. This completely astonishes this crowd of mourners there at the tomb. So this same crowd of mourners are now at this celebration party where Lazarus begins to interact with them. He's eating. He's having a meal. Everybody's celebrating. But for Mary, she sees the implication of Jesus having power over death. And for Mary, she must worship. She can't enter into the party. She's got to worship her Lord. So let's read 12 through 19. The next day, a great multitude had come to the feast, and they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. They took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. And when she, then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it as it is written, Fear not, daughters of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey." His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that they had seen and the things that they'd seen him do. Therefore, the people who were with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, they bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, You see that all are accomplished, you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. The religious leaders are upset. The people are believing in this Jesus. But this is Passover. This is really the triumphal entry we just read about. And multitudes of people are now coming to Jerusalem, and they're bringing their lambs. The Jewish law required that a Passover lamb had to live with the family presenting it for three days. You had to bring this lamb into your home and 
raise it like a pet for three days. And that was where you would get attached to it and see the, the power of resurrection and see the power of the sacrifice that Jesus will be. Jesus, upon his entry into Jerusalem, was surrounded by flocks of lambs. Now, Josephus, a Jewish historian, tells us that at one Passover, there was 250,000 lambs sacrificed. That would swell the population of Jerusalem to possibly a million to two million in this tiny little walled city. And we have Jesus coming into Jerusalem surrounded by sheep. He enters Jerusalem, the greatest of all lambs. Jesus called himself a lamb, a sacrificial lamb, and he will be sacrificed. And the people are all excited about Jesus for the news of Lazarus, the news of Jesus raising Lazarus, it has spread through that whole area like wildfire. And the crowd, they have a cry. They're crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And the people are shouting out, Hosanna, Hosanna, or save now. Save now. But the Jewish leaders, they have a conclusion that they come to. Look, the whole world has gone after him. And the popularity of Jesus frustrates these Jewish leaders, and it also frustrates the enemies of Christ. And there are enemies of Christ. But as for us, believers, what do we do? We rejoice. We kind of join in with Mary. We begin to worship Jesus. So this morning, I had no idea that Tammy was going to talk about <laughs> Jesus being late. <laughs> but he was. He stayed away four days. Four days to make sure Lazarus was dead and four days to make sure that his resurrection of Lazarus was profound, that it affected the people. So let the resurrection of Jesus have the impact upon you that it did upon this crowd at Bethany. Let's pray.